Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. A very exciting announcement. On Sunday, March 5th, Kristen and I are going to be going live on Stageit.com, which is a online concert platform that I do a lot of shows on on my own. But we've created a buffering channel uh, where we'll be doing periodic shows from time to time. And on Sunday, March 5th, at 1 p.m. Pacific time, we will be performing all the songs from season one for those of you who couldn't make it to New York in December. And maybe a couple songs from season two. And we'll also just be like hanging out, answering questions, saying what's up. Uh, so if you want to get more information and tickets, you can do that at stageit.com slash bufferingcast. Hope to see you there. Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we're watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time in chronological order. I am Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And this week we're talking about season two, episode six, Halloween. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast every week for an original song written by us, recapping the Buffy episode we are discussing. Halloween was written by Carl Ellsworth and directed by Bruce Seth Green and originally aired on October 27th, 1997. This is the one where Buffy and her friends patronize an unusual costume shop where customers turn into whatever costume they are wearing. Ah. <laughs> um, so as though things couldn't get any better mm-hmm. discussing Halloween, we have Kate Leth with us. Hello. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Perhaps Yay. the most Halloween-appropriate guest. Yes. Within yes. our For reach. sure. I'll claim that. Watching this episode <laughs> with you was a joy. <laughs> like, a complete joy. Thank you. Kate knows everything. I think you know every line. <laughs> every single word. Pretty much, right? yeah. I mean, I got one wrong. I got half. I got one word of one of Spike's lines wrong, and I was just beating myself up about it for the whole rest of the episode. <laughs> Next time. Next yeah. time, Kate, you you're going to get you it. You would think I would know by now. <laughs> but it's great. I mean, normally I take, like, copious notes, as you all know. Um, and this time I got, like, I got, like, couple scenes in and I saw Kate just like furiously typing on her phone. I was like, Kate's got this. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's not that I don't know it. It's just that like I can't remember stuff or I get so fixated and so excited that I will forget about things that I wanted to talk about. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. It's 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 my it's probably one of my favorite episodes and it's it's usually left off of the like best episode lists. But um, Mm -hmm. it, it is. I don't know. It brings me so much joy. Yeah, I don't think it should be left off. I have to say, because we watched this. So, for those of you who've been listening since the beginning, Jenny and I did a live a live viewing of this where we watched on, and you all watched with us on Facebook, I believe. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how it worked. Um, and I loved it when I watched it that time. But this time, I think because it's like chronological, and I'm like in the moment. I know what's happened right before, and I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Man. 
so exciting. It's like so many amazing characters have so many amazing moments it's in the just episode. like some of the best character moments and dialogue of the whole season. And season two is my favorite. So I'm really glad I got mm-hmm. to come back. Nice. Because there are multiple moments in this season. Like I, I genuinely think the show is never as good as it is in season two. And I love the show. I love the show more yeah. than anything. But mm-hmm. it is by far the best. What do you think it is about season two that like makes it the peak for you? I think it was when they hit their stride before they uh, like hit any kind of routine. Mm. Like they, they were like, it was the distilled essence of everything I liked about the show. <laughs> Cause I like, I like stuff that comes later a lot too. I got to remember not to like spoil anything. <laughs> no, very that's okay. We're, we newly spoil everything as of last week's <laughs> live episode. <laughs> It's fine. I have. A, I. I. I can control myself. Okay. Um. But I just think you know, season two is Spike and Drusilla, who are my favorite, my favorite bad guys, my favorite everything. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, Angel's still so good. So many good things happen. So many bad things happen, but they're so well done. Yeah. And I just think like it. It's 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 over the awkwardness of season one, and they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they came at it so fresh and so strong. I don't know. I just have a lot of love for the second That's season. So good. Actually, yes. um, May Rude, who now, of course, you know Kate, yes. but now all of our listeners know um, from her guesting a couple of episodes ago, she said when we asked her, because she hated season one, she couldn't stand it, and what? she was like, "Yeah, oh, I have so much love for it." She and but I wonder, like, do you do you remember if you had love for season one on your first time through, or if like now you've seen it so many times that you have love for it? I think I liked it because um, we came into it. I started watching it, you know, week by week, probably towards the end of season one. I didn't start from the first episode, mm-hmm. um, and then was watching like religiously from mm. season two on. So right. I think that's a big part of my love too, and in. It's not an ironic, like, I know it's super goofy, and the writing is really inconsistent, and it's all over the place. I started working in TV writing since the last time we did an episode, yeah. so I'm, I'm, like, hypercritical now of, like, that's out of character dialogue. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I I just genuinely really like it. Even, yeah. even though sometimes it's bad, it is so good it's yeah. like the birth of the show i can't not love it totally and i'm yeah. i think i'm with you i don't know how you you're you're a season you're a season one fan at this point right yeah i mean i think it's the worst season yeah uh, that's i mean that's true right but what can you do every show no matter how great it is has to have a worst totally. season and, and in order to get to season two season you one had it. to happen exactly and but it's so- it's mercifully short yeah. So yes. even if you don't like it, it's only twelve episodes, right? right. So yeah. But this this episode is because we were like, well, when did it shift for you, May? Like, because now May is super into it, and this mm-hmm. was the episode that she said, like, it was. Ho- I watched Halloween, and I was like, oh. I remember watching the ads for Halloween before it came out, no! and just like you know, next week on Buffy the Vampire <laughs> Slayer, uh, costumes run amok, and. <laughs> I was so excited. Like, I, every time it came on, I was just losing my mind. Like, I, I only have that distinct memory for this episode and then once more with feeling in mm. the sixth season. The, the only ones where I remember the ads. Wow. It's it. amazing. Um, yeah, because I was really excited. And I do think it is in a lot of ways, you know, one of the episodes where you're like, okay, this show, but School Heart as well, I think, yeah. does that too. Mm-hmm. But this is the one where I was like, this is my favorite show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have everything. We better get into it. Yeah. We have so much. There's so much to talk about. Um, yes. First of all, Pop's pumpkin patch <laughs> and this fucking Spike's research assistant 
with a camcorder. Okay, now correct me if I'm wrong, but you're right. Don't the mechanics mm-hmm. of a camcorder require a mirror? Yes, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yes. To capture an image. Mm-hmm. So, this oh is yeah, a, this is a goof. It's I did not goof. even think of that. There's why would he show up on film? Yeah, he mm. shouldn't. It's mm. a good. It's actually it's funny because I I don't know that I would have thought of that myself. But when we were I guess doing the live watch of it, we I read something that was like, by the way, this is a goof. Um, and it didn't say it on IMDb. Usually IMDb has my has my back on catching things like Which that. Which makes sense because, yeah, they're not – I mean, they don't deal with that a lot in Buffy. They really hammer home the, like, you can't cross the threshold without being invited. Right. Like, I think that's their main – Vampire and they actually, the um, one of the things I saw talked about it in this episode, because there is a vampire. That one dude in the kitchen, but, right? But, oh. but the discussion around it was that that dude was a high school student dressed as a vampire who like morphed into a vampire. Like, so he w- he's not a real. Uh, yes. Yeah. The, the mechanics around the costumes are very spotty. Right. Like they're they're fairly inconsistent, but we can get into that when we get to the costumes. Because I got I got feelings. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so Pop's pumpkin patch and this mm-hmm. I mean, I love Spike for many reasons. He's perfect. Kate, is, is Spike your favorite character? He no, he's he's among them. I, I have a hard time being like solidly this is my favorite character. Mm-hmm. I have I, I appreciate them for many different reasons. Right. But Spike I love just sort of very very much except for that one episode and (laughs) which we're gonna hem and haw about until we get to it (laughs) um but i just i love him and especially early on like this season and when he's with drusilla i mean he never Uh, he's never better than that right he's so good so yeah he's prime spike in this episode too yeah there's so many characters in this episode it is a a masterpiece of balance i know everyone we've got oz we've got uh, you were very excited about giles (laughs) um cordelia this is a very such a good cordelia episode oh man what a cordelia episode um Okay, let me see what I have written down. We all have so many notes, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so we start. We start with Angel at the Bronx. Oh my yes. god! Right? Uh, I'm waiting in, for him. in a shirt that like has he never worn a shirt before? Right? Because the way that the collar is down <laughs> and like out, like it's running away from his neck. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> it looks like it came like right out of the package. Yeah. And, like yeah, just yeah, he yeah. put it right on his body. He went to the like date shirt cappuccino date shirt section of the store Uh, and watching him like especially because we're just coming off of reptile boy where we've seen cordelia fake laugh like she's like this is how you laugh and like whatever and then for some reason like we see angel who's like laughing at cordelia's jokes but obviously does not think that they are funny yeah (laughs) he's just like trapped there and then buffy this part is, yeah. in my opinion, Buffy overreacting. Yeah. I mean, she Buffy. walks in and is, like, feeling bad about herself because, oh, no, I just beat up a whole bunch of vampires but still showed up looking hot because I always do. Like, oh, I'll never be as good as her. Like, Buffy? Right. Just have you a mirror? Like, do you know? <laughs> have you a mirror? Do you know what you bring to the table? It's hard for me to buy. I get it. They're teenagers, and teenagers have like no self esteem. I we've all been there. Right, but, right, 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 right. But like when she walks in and sees Cordelia and Angel talking, and then she's like, "Oh, he doesn't want me. I'm gonna leave." I'm like, "Girl, 
Right. And it's also kind of Come out on. of character. It like, is a little out of character yeah, for me. Yeah. I know she's a teenager, but usually she's got a little bit more confidence in well, her. Well, no, but she, no, when it comes to Cordelia being near Angel, that like yeah, is the moment, true. the repeating moment that she seems to like get the most unspooled. Yeah. Which is so nonsensical. But, I mean, but... they kind of deal with that in this episode later because Cordelia is kind of like, this is why I'm so good at this <laughs> what, what, uh, what did she say Kate oh, you're not gonna be able to says... contain yourself <laughs> I wrote down so many direct quotes from this episode because I think it is among the most quotable episodes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, sure. but when she says like you must I forget what it's like you you're you know you you know your stuff when it comes to demons and whatever but when it comes to dating I'm the slayer yeah and I just like I um, want to marry her. Yeah. Like, I just want to worship her every day. You know mm. what? You can. And she's she's wearing her best outfit in the whole episode in that scene too. So it is just prime. Cordelia. Is that when she's <gasps> in the like school schoolgirl yeah. like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, sure is. Wow. Wow. Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> I ideal. Ideal. Uh-huh. Because yeah. we just saw her wear a sweater vest and a button down and a skirt in the last episode, mm-hmm. and now here she is wearing it again. Making me very happy. Please go on. Just like trying to destroy my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like there's just the insane hotness of a girl who goes to public school but <laughs> still wears a fucking school uniform. Right? Yeah. I can't. It's like too it's much. such a power move. It's too it's much. So good. We don't need to go any farther. We have to give it to Cordelia right now. Now. Yeah. Now. Okay. Yeah. Cordelia. As predicted, Kate, we did not make it very far in this episode. <laughs> but we knew that was going to happen we because, did. like I said, it's one of the best Cordelia episodes. Yeah. Of she, all time. She has so many good – I mean, there are so many sections, but uh, her bit where she talks to Oz is probably the funniest. Oh, and oh my God. And she does her – Oh, my God. I can't, I can't do it word for word. You, you but when capture she's, the essence. She shows up later into the episode. Uh, she's dating Devin – from Dingo's Ate My Baby. Right, don't buy course. it. Still don't buy it. <laughs> I still don't think she buys it either. Okay. Yeah. And he hasn't shown up for their date. And she does like a, oh, does Mr. I don't even have to show up for my date or even call? Like, is he going to be there? And then she goes on this whole routine of like, don't even tell him I was here. And, and it's so, it's such a good interaction. Yeah. Also, Cordelia, you're like a great big cat. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid, right? So and she's good. like, "That's my costume." That's my costume. <laughs> that was one of the lines I wrote down. That's my <laughs> costume. Geez, you're like a great big cat. Yes, that's my costume. <laughs> because then she immediately goes on to saying something else, but it's so perfect. Well timed. So perfect. Oh, and Oz mm-hmm. has these. You know, we've already seen him have um, his first few moments with Willow. Mm-hmm. Like, who is that girl? Yeah. And we get that twice more in this episode. Once when he can't even see her at all, and she's wow. underneath a ghost costume. It's so good. They played. They played <laughs> that long game so well in this show, like yeah. setting it up. And I remember. I remember being on pins and needles right? waiting What's for them to happen. Meet? What is going to happen? Um, and, you know, this might be, not be chronologically You can go perfect. back. I'm sorry. I skip around. No, no. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about to do the same thing just because now I'm thinking about Willow and as the ghost. I just think, like, maybe we should talk about Willow in this episode. Um, 
it's oh my god great Willow right. episode. well you know and, and something that obviously we're going to talk about i think is the conversation around halloween costumes mm-hmm. um because they really mm. they really <laughs> pull it out and yeah. say like you know well it's halloween and the girls are saying this you know buffy's saying it to willow and well, Halloween is a time when you can be, you know, something sexier than you are in everyday life. Which also hmm. did not ring true as Buffy for me. Like, right. that felt out of character. Right. That felt like, a man wrote this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A man is puppeteering it out of her mouth. Because it doesn't, that Buffy doesn't seem like the kind of person who would, like, pressure her friend to wear something sexy. I don't know. I mean, Buffy is sexy. But... Right. And also, Buffy doesn't seem to have any issue dressing as sexy as she wants. Like, yeah. she doesn't seem like somebody who's going out. I mean, Willow certainly is I... more conservative. Yeah. Like, but... I get her encouraging Willow to come out of her shell. Like, that rings true for right. me. But when she's like, Halloween's the time to be sexy, I'm just like, Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> are you like Buffy or are you like... The patriarchy. <laughs> mm. There it is. There it is. It tastes so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's an interesting conversation, I think, just in general, because, you know, on the one hand, there's the, well, our, you know, I don't know. I think my big question is if, if women want to say, like, fuck it on Halloween and wear something they wouldn't normally wear, is it, is it like, problematic or is it? I don't like, know. I don't. At this point in my life, I'm just like whatever like makes you happy. Just right? like do it, and just yes. don't be a jerk to other people. Because, but, but the way that it's like normally spoken about is mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous that like women use this holiday to like wear nothing. Like that's the common I think talking point. I mean, I think it comes from both sides. There's definitely like it's not like women themselves came up with this like right. they they adhered to the <laughs> costumes available right. but if it makes you feel hot and like you want to go out and hook up in your halloween costume like you do it have a great time right um yeah i take issue with the like you know where they have two costumes side by side oh, yeah, and it's like construction worker and then it's like construction work at yeah <laughs> those are absurd yes. and i i find them actually like very funny it's one of my favorite things to do around halloween especially like in, in burbank there's a shop called halloween town costumes which is just costumes and walking around in there and seeing like mr crayon and then mrs crayon has like <laughs> Boobs, and it's made of spandex and i'm just like okay i actually two years ago almost went as like a sexy lady edward scissorhands when i was still working on the edward scissorhands book wow (laughs) i was just like this will be great yeah i think last year i stumbled upon a a minions costume but it was like for a lady so it was like a bra it was just a corset it was like a bra and each boob was a minion (laughs) like it was like it was yes it was something ridiculous How can you take something as great as boobs and put minions on it? God. And wait, aren't you like pro minion? I'm I'm But you're uh, more pro agnostic. (laughs) Minion agnostic. My mom loves minions and anything that brings my mom joy is kosher with me. But like they and I finally saw like I there's a big thing in, in indie comics where everyone like everyone dunks on minions just everybody <laughs> really? like it's just the thing like b movie yeah like, they're, they're, it's just mimetic you know <laughs> like there'll be a period of time and everyone's like they're so awful and but like the, i watched despicable me finally and i was like oh this is like fine yeah and cute like i don't care really well you heard um, it here first kate Lath, minion agnostic minion agnostic <laughs> But anyway, Willow, right. I mean, the getting back to Willow mm-hmm. and her costume. Oh, oh she man. has this moment, right, where she's like, I'm going to do it. And she's too shy. And she puts her ghost costume on, which, guys, is the ghost costume really have eyes, eye holes and a mouth hole cut in it? Like, is that a thing? 
I mean, you'd want to be able to like breathe and stuff. I don't know. Yes. It's just that my sister. So another question I have for everybody is there, where am I going with saying my sister? Well, my sister was dressed up as a ghost when she was a child. Like my, you know, and I say that because she was so young that she really didn't have a say. And my mom took a sheet and she cut two eye holes and a mouth hole. And then she took a black ribbon and like tied it so that it was like cinched around her neck. Mm -hmm. And it was so bizarre, but then seeing the willow ghost, Willa's, yeah, yeah right. it was cinched around her neck, and it had the mouth hole also. And it's just in my life, in my brain, well, it was like gonna... you cinch it around your neck to keep the the sheet on you, yeah. and then you need a mouth hole because it's cinched so close to your face. But yeah. when you have, and like, I were ghosts, we yes, had... when we took an actual bed sheet, <laughs> we did. We didn't have holes. a co- we didn't have costumes, so that's we just amazing. took our bed sheets and cut holes in them. Everyone uh, likes a classic, right? Well, and that's what, and that's it. I'm I'm really but we're adult. We were adults. We were able to maintain our sheets on our body it's not like a seven-year-old running around anyway to to blow all my questions that aren't about the episode in one shot since we're talking about it i want to hear i want to hear your favorite halloween or you're like one of your best (sighs) halloween costumes and i and kate you're like halloween Halloween. queen so yeah golly um I don't know. I've had a lot of goodens. Yeah. Uh, my problem is that I tend to wait until like three days before Halloween mm, and then uh, just don't we all come up with something. This this past year I did I did two because I went to a Stranger Things themed party. So I went as the wall and I had like the the letters. I well I I saw a lot of people doing it, so I was mm. like, well, I have to do this differently, right? Um, than everyone else, of course, <laughs> obviously, because a lot of people did. They got a shirt that was like the wallpaper, and then they would write the letters and string the lights along. So I bought a dress and then um, bought a, a adhesive Velcro letters and covered the whole dress so that it was like the letters were a pattern. And then I sort of wrapped myself in various um, arrangements of battery powered string lights and put them in my hair and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was like hardcore into it. And then I was so also good. Vaporeon, the Pokemon. Um, oh. And I made that costume. Yes, like, of yeah. course. It's fine. It's <laughs> Where, fine. Yeah. What? It's generational. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I, I constructed most of that out of felt and it was very popular. People got really into it. What does Vaporeon look like? Well, she's like a, a mermaid fox. Ooh. Like, yeah, like Sold. So, yeah, like a fox dog that has like a mermaid tail and there's spikes going all the way down the tail and then she has these like fins, one coming out of each side. I say her, Vaporeon's I suppose can be any gender, but um, she seems very female to me. <laughs> she's like fins, yeah, these sort of like uh, fins coming out of either side of her head and then one on top. So I made this headband, constructed it out of... Um, like a uh, cardboard and, and felt and a lot of hot glue and made that and it was like people Whoa. were very very Amazing. into it and that was that was this year i'm trying to think if like of other years where i've done every year i have like four costumes so that's the way to do it because i always stress out because i have too many ideas and then i wind up doing none of them because yeah. i get overwhelmed but if i just did all of them i had one year where i went as mystique from the X-Men. Yes. Um, nice. And she's all blue body paint. Yeah. And I'm pretty good at makeup. Like, I went to school for it. So I, like, I try to do costumes that rely on a lot of makeup because mm. it's a lot of fun. Um, the problem is that I, then I forget that it takes me four hours to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> Which can be a pain. But I did one where I was Mystique and I painted myself blue and I had, like, the outfit and everything. And then I went to the party and the makeup started to, like, flake. (laughs) So what I did was I went into the bathroom and, like, wiped off part of my face and then fixed it and then, like, wiped off the ends of my arms so that they were skin color. And I just told everyone I was Mystique (laughs) mid-transformation. Nice. My my drunken fix. A great Halloween (laughs) Halloween twist on Mystique. 
What about you, Jenny? What's well, your favorite, one of your favorite Halloween costumes? Uh, well, as we've discussed previously uh, on the podcast, my mom made a lot of uh, my costumes right. growing up. So did mine. Nice. Yeah. So there's a lot of sewing, a lot of capes. Everyone knows yes, this. Yes, everyone is uh, intimately familiar with your love for capes. <laughs> there was one year, I think my brother got it first, and then the next year it was my costume that was uh, a shark, like a, a sort of vertical shark so that like there was like a mesh circle where my face was, nice. and that was like inside of the open mouth, and that was like ringed by teeth, and then nice. there was like a foam-supported sort of cone that wow. went up, That's and then awesome. I had like fins that were my arms. It's pretty tight. It sounds like an ideal Jenny O'Neill's really costume. Good. I would like one now. Yeah, I would like yeah. an adult-sized one. That well, I mean, Kate ideal. just went on and on about her skills at costume making. <laughs> she, she mentioned felt and Listen, paint. And... If all it needs to be made of is cardboard, foam, and felt, I can <laughs> yeah, do it. As soon as sewing comes into play, I'm out. Nice. Jenny and I were um, one of my favorite costumes is what when you and I were X Files. Oh, that was good. A couple That's of years good. ago, where all we did was we took Manila folders and um, cut eye holes in them. And Jenny knows a lot about the X Files, so she picked her two favorite or two of your favorite uh, episode or files and mm-hmm, wrote them mm-hmm. on the thing and then did the really nice X on the manila folders. Oh, and that was perfect. it. We were just regular people and with but our X Files. Stuff like that faces. always goes over so well. Yeah. It it's was like a the hit. simple stuff that's different, mm-hmm. you know, when you, you can do a costume really well that people are familiar with and it's like, oh yeah, 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 great job. But when it's funny, yeah. Like that's the best. I love those. I'm bad at those, but I, I appreciate them. Very my strongly. my most em- I think em- I was most embarrassed as a child, and I think it was fifth grade when again another Halloween where I forgot that what Halloween was until it was like two days before. Mm-hmm. My parents had also forgotten, and so everyone scrambled, <laughs> and my dad decided that I would be a Christmas present. Perfect. So just put why me- he just put me in a cardboard <laughs> box and wrapped it up, and I was just like arms and legs sticking out of a cardboard box <laughs> no. with like a big tag that said "Do not open until Christmas." Oh my God. So but did it look better or worse than the kid in this episode who may or may not have been dressed like Mr. Potato Head? Right? What is what that is kid? That? It's like brown poster board. Yeah, it's it's he, he's one of Buffy's kids, yes. right? So if you want to go back and look if you missed it. Yeah, he's just wearing it actually reminded me of a costume that I wore that was a, a California raisin. <laughs> nice. But it was you could tell it was a California raisin. I couldn't tell what this kid was. No, he was a mystery. He just kind of looked a like a, a poorly made cookie. Something like that. It looked like it had eyelashes. I was very confused. Very confused. If anyone knows what that kid is supposed to be, please let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas. If you're anything like me, you deeply enjoy going to the movies. Going to the movies is probably among my top three all-time activities. I love seeing films on the big screen. I also love being around other people who are watching the same movie with me at the same time. And of course, I love eating giant buckets of popcorn. If you feel the same and you like going to the theater, Regal Unlimited is something that just makes sense. Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two movie visits. You can see any standard 2D movie anytime, no blackout dates, no restrictions. When you want to watch a movie, 
in 4DX or IMAX or RPX or ScreenX. There's so many ways to watch movies these days. Your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at a reduced cost. And with Regal Unlimited, you don't only save money on the tickets. You will also save on your snacks. And as previously mentioned, I love snacks. The only thing that can make me love a snack more is saving money on buying a snack. Members get 10% off of all non-alcoholic concession items with membership. Regal Unlimited, all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two visits. So if you're planning to see two movies this month, join Regal Unlimited and sign up now. You can sign up in the Regal app or on regmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code buffering and earn 10% off your three-month subscription. Please let us know about all of the movies you see and how the popcorn is. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. We skipped way ahead in this, and I feel like there's so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. so we, much in the beginning yeah, of this. Yeah, okay. yeah. We're going back. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't panic. Everyone drinks cappuccino. Yeah. Everyone's always drinking a cappuccino. I know that it's 1997. Yeah, I mean. But every single person is always drinking a cappuccino. That's all. This Pecan is drink- also a very cappuccino-heavy episode. It yeah. is. But drinking coffee was, like, totally a thing to do as a teenager. I drank a shit ton of coffee as a teenager. Because what what else were you going to drink? I know, I know, I know. And cappuccino, when you were a teenager, was, like, adult coffee. But, yeah. like... Yeah, I never had cappuccinos, but... Really? No, as a kid? As a teenager? Never. Just black coffee. I thought it was real fucking cool. I smoked I, cigarettes wow, and drank black wow. coffee. <laughs> I worked at Starbucks, so I would just, like, make whatever. Oh, yeah, I was a barista for many years. Starbucks didn't exist when we were teenagers. I worked the first one in Nova Scotia, Canada. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? I did, yeah. Well, I was, wow. I was, like... I was there the first year they were open. I quit my job at Build a Bear Workshop. Oh my god! To work what? At oh man! <laughs> Try like I have done every job. <laughs> I have. So did you build god. the bears? 
Uh, I I assisted with the building of the bears. Because the whole point is you go to build the bear yourself. Yeah, you build it yourself. But I get to, like, help the kids, like, stuff the bear and, like, pick out what ridiculously priced outfits to put on the bear. Incredible. I was very goth at the time, too, so it was kind of funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't wait for you to watch one day at a time. There's a character just for you. I'm excited. I don't know whether we've talked about it on the podcast, but Jenny and I are obsessed with One Day at a Time, the Netflix series. That the is reboot? A, the reboot, yeah. Is yes, that, that's yes, what you call it, yes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, watch uh, it. Yes, watch it's it. great. Yes. D- run, don't walk. So, you know what? In a couple of episodes, we're just probably going to go totally off script and just start talking about One Day at a Time. <laughs> <laughs> a brief detour. Um, I, I wanted to talk about this moment where um, I think it's Willow that... Who says uh, poor Xander boys are so fragile? Willow says, Willow right? says that. And that was actually the next thing I was going to segue into is Xander's fragile masculinity. Yeah. He's a key player in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I like that Willow calls it out because it's so unsympathetic to me. Like, okay, so this is the scenario. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can outline it. Um, yeah, basically in the very beginning of the episode before they really get into any of the Halloween stuff, Xander is trying to get a, a soda from the soda machine and um, does not succeed. Mm-hmm. And then Larry is Larry, his name? yeah. Ah, uh, yes, Larry. First, first time we meet Larry, right? Maybe. So. Yeah. Maybe he might have shown it before. Ooh. He comes up every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he pops in and out. Anyway, um, so Larry, the hulking brute, yeah. um, comes over and asks Xander if Buffy is single and says that he's heard that she's fast. Fast! fast. Which, is it 1956? Right? Because fast. I don't know. Also, who do you hear that from? She yeah. never hooks right? up with anybody. Do you think it was ever. Angel? Angel was yeah. like, hey, man. <laughs> hey, Larry. Larry. I got a tip for you. <laughs> Anyway, then Xander's like, hey, how dare you? I want to sleep with her. Um, And he's so awful. Just in the worst. Just, I'm back. Hi. Just to me be like. I don't know. I feel like he's like, yo, that's my friend. No, he is. He has a good moment. He does. Where he defends Buffy. Yeah. But then he's also like weird. I don't know. Anyway. Jenny and I are in a, um, (laughs) we're in a tornado of Xander emails. I understand. All the time. People really heavily pro are yes we lost our first listener at oh, least no. at least we lost our first listener who told us who told us that were they very pro Xander they were very pro Xander mm-hmm. um and couldn't couldn't take I it anymore by my fact that he he has a lot of redeeming moments later on yeah but early Xander is very hard to take well, I feel like he's so, he's already significantly better in this oh, yes. season yes he, he is gets, season he one. gets a lot and he continues right but yeah. I think that like you know we we talk a lot about the patriarchy mm-hmm. in this podcast and so some of our um commentary on Xander is not specifically just about Xander. No. It's about not some all, of the tropes that we see right now. Not, not all Xander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's about it's about the tropes though that we see in, in so much television, so much media, and in the yeah. world for real, in the real world. But um, at the same in the same way as he's terrible, it's also like when you think about it from another perspective, like they very nakedly show like the horrible sides of teenage boys. Yeah. Because yeah. he is that. Yeah. You know, he and he does does grow I think and he does get better over time and so like I give the show that credit mm-hmm. but it's still it's still hard to watch so he mm-hmm. again can't get his soda this guy wants <laughs> to sleep with his friend that he wants to sleep with and then 
what did, he he tries to challenge Xander. Xander grabs his shirt, and then Buffy comes up and like puts him in an arm lock, yes. and, like yeah. bashes Larry against the soda yes. machine, and then gets her soda and does a very cute ooh diet, right? Which is great. And then Xander is furious, yeah, because Xander's she has emasculated him, mm-hmm. which like. Get over it. Get over it. Get but over also, it. but also, yeah. I feel like if he's we're gonna self-aware enough he to is. be like, yeah. I didn't. I don't love this system, but I live in it, and right. I have to like share a locker room true. with this guy. Well, and that's the thing. Like, if we're gonna come at it from both sides, it's like you know, he's right. He's oh, there goes Patrol Cat. <gasps> Patrol Cat. Oh my god, Patrol Cat must know when we do the podcast. Oh my <laughs> god. Uh, everybody, by the way, I did not see Patrol Cat, so I, I think you invented that no. cat. No, he walks cat. by. He comes across our porch and walks by my window every day oh, at dusk. Yeah. Perfect. It cats is. do that. Right. Uh, have, many of our cats and their plans. Mm-hmm. Many their of our uh, many of our listeners have requested a, at some point to a get Patrol a Patrol Cat theme. Yeah, a Patrol Cat jingle. It could happen. Really after. That's really great, and you should uh, right? do it. Right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so sorry, Xander is a hot button issue here. But on I also like, I do agree with your point that he does. He, and I hadn't thought about it that way where he is like, I exist within this system because later when it comes back around, yeah. when Buffy makes it up with him in the costume shop and says, next time I'll let you get pummeled. It's like, that's like a sweet and yeah, very it's kind real of moment. Cute. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I like that. Even so. Xander is a prisoner of the patriarchy. That's true. It, it, and there it is. It's very there true. There it is. That's exactly it. <laughs> you nailed it, Jenny. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, what are we going to talk about next? So much happens. So we move kind of from there into them, like, uh, going going to the costume shop. Yeah. Wait, you guys, before wait. they go to the costume oh, wait, shop, no, no, no. Buffy and the Willow bathroom. hatch a plan. Right. Oh, my the God. Bathroom. Before that, they go to the oh bathroom. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Uh, even before they the hatch bathroom. plan. Before the bathroom. <laughs> They had to, to buckle up, to everybody. Steal the it's book. a seven-hour episode. <laughs> so much happens in this episode, and so much I had forgotten about. But they plan to go. Okay, because Buffy wants to be more of what Angel wants, and because she's a little jealous of this Cordelia situation, right? And so they decide. I don't know why I'm like narrating it. Like, hi, this is welcome to my podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just know this episode very well. <laughs> So that yeah, so they're gonna go sneak into Giles's office and steal the the Watcher diaries. Oh, and we yes. get this like Angel. classic this moment where their two little routine. heads come up yes. with the cat. Yeah, and I also so think that this scene where Buffy is dealing like trying to distract Giles while Willow sneaks <laughs> oh. into his office is some of her best acting. In this it's season. so good. Like, so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's she goes good. through such a range of emotions. Yeah, yeah. The whole. My God, what was I thinking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so then they get. Okay. They get the files, or did you have something before they? Miss Calendar said you were a babe. Oh, oh yes. right, of course. Oh, and Giles gets so flustered. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> Giles gets flustered later. I can't wait to talk about that. Okay, um, but but then they go to the bathroom, and the reason I wanted to talk about it is because it reminded me so much of my so-called life. This scene, yes, they're I agree like with that. Mm, sitting mm-hmm. on sinks in the bathroom, and it's just this like classic high school scene. Yeah. Um, plus, it's where Cordelia Buffy and Willow in are like have really good friendship stuff in this episode. Yeah, they're very cute mm-hmm. together, yeah. and I really like that. Um, and then we've already discussed it, but I just want everyone to know that in all caps, I've written Cordelia's bathroom outfit. <laughs> oh my God. You, I want to like read aloud to you what, how I described this. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, oh, all caps. Cordelia's outfit in the bathroom. OMG. Collared shirt. Schoolgirl thing. Burgundy sweater vest. Short skirt. Kill me to death. <laughs> um, well, on that, on that note, Kate, perhaps, I mean, no, I know you're here with us, but I think it would be fun to talk about fashion and make sure that we get the jingle in here. I think that would would be real nice. Great. It's time for our friend Kate to give you the Buffy Bay. 
Fishing Update. All right, so we spend a lot of this episode in costumes, but there's 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 some outfits before, and we did talk about Cordelia's best outfit, and it yes. is her best outfit mm-hmm. in the, the episode, aside from her dress that she's wearing at the bronze earlier, oh, which right. I think is very good. Buffy makes a fashion faux pas <laughs> in this episode. What does she do? She wears... Okay, so I was admiring... It's in the scene where uh, Snyder volunte- voluntolds them. Oh, to- <laughs> Helen tells nice. them to uh, be part of um, Halloween and taking the kids out. But she is wearing this tank top. And I was thinking to myself, I owned that exact Me tank too. top when I was in high school where it's like black and then it has this sort of light brown piping. Yeah. I don't know. It was like a and thing. And the piping does a particular thing. Like the piping yeah. separates in a particular way, which is why I was like, I had that tank top. I had that exact tank yeah. top. But then we see her walking down the hallway and she's wearing it with like ankle length plaid Straight leg pants and clogs, Ooh. which was not great. Because I was okay with the plaid pants. I did not see the clogs. The clogs were not very good. And I mean, mm-hmm. she I like her look in this outfit. It's some of Buffy's best hair. Mm-hmm. I also like her nude lip that she's wearing. <laughs> it's very good. I love... <laughs> It's so like, I mean, the the best thing, the best outfit of this whole episode is obviously Willow's. Oh, yeah. Like, what is that uh-huh. top? And do we think mm-hmm. that Willow has borrowed it from Buffy? Like, is that a Buffy outfit on Willow? I wondered about that. I feel like it might be because yeah. Buffy definitely wears pleather skirts. Yeah. Like, all the time. Yeah, yeah. and they're pleather. at her place getting dressed. Yeah. yeah. Totally. But she's got this shirt that, like, is nonsensical to me (laughs) but like burned into my mind so intently that if i like if i ever saw a human being wearing it i would just die yeah you would (laughs) scream willow (laughs) and then crumble (laughs) um but yeah it's like this collared cross tied crop top tons of cleavage also willow is cut like a diamond yeah what the hell abs of steel willow it's nuts and i mean i know they work really hard to like i've talked about this on fashion watch before how they always give her really childlike jewelry everything's really Mm -hmm. baggy Uh uh like her hair's really straight like they do everything they can to de-sex allison hannigan who is super hot yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny to me and then in this you're like oh no right she was like this all the time how would we function yeah Um, she was just under those overalls you know and i love it and I think it's really amazing that she's just so uncomfortable with it. It's not like the second she puts it on, she's like, oh, I'm hot stuff. She's like, <laughs> this isn't me. Um, and uh, yeah, pleather skirt, tights, like Buffy style boots, God. which maybe they're her style. She had affordable boots. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many times we've seen those boots. <laughs> they're in every they episode. They still surprise me. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, they're still here. They're still here. Going strong. The only things I wanted to talk about fashion-wise in terms of the costumes, A, Cordelia's is incredible. I love the fact that her ears are a bow. That's a very cute choice. (laughs) Nice. I didn't even realize that. I love the, like, huge scoop neck with the the fur, like, piping on that. (laughs) Super great. Um, I... (laughs) So there's some issues with the way that costumes work from Ethan's because some people's change completely. Like some kids have a mask on and then they are literally a monster. There's a kid that you see dressed as like a goofy costume Dracula and then he's a legitimate vampire when he transforms. Xander, I realized this for the first time actually watching this episode, Xander, when they're in the shop, he buys the gun from Ethan's, but he says, I've got fatigues at Mm -hmm. home. So like... Why then does he specifically become a soldier? Right. It's just the gun. Ah, right. Like the rest of it is his, right? And Cordelia doesn't change because she's in the Party mm-hmm. City outfit. So I wondered about that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought about that. I also 
Larry, when we see him later and he has his dorky pirate costume has become a real pirate, he's still just wearing a white t shirt. (laughs) (laughs) What do pirates wear? What do pirates wear? (laughs) And the one thing, the thing that stands out to me more than anything in this episode in the outfits is that Buffy has this gown. And I was looking up 1700s and 1800s gowns while we were watching this, obviously. It's like, huh. The basics are, are pretty on mm-hmm. for the 1700s. It's it's obviously a costume. Right. But the thing I hoped for, even when originally seeing this, is that when she transformed, it would be like period accurate as hell. Yeah. yeah. Like, but it just stays the same. It just stays the same, but her hair changes. Yeah. To like this super goofy wig that doesn't look real. Mm-hmm. When the first one she's wearing is like gorgeous. Also, also, also. <laughs> <laughs> when she's like, I can't afford this costume. It costs too much money. That's like a $300 wig that she's wearing. It's absurd. <laughs> It's so, like, gorgeous. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Where did you get this? Wow. So so what you're saying really is Ethan Rain needs to, like, kick it up a notch in yes. his, with his magic, with his fashion-specific magic. I just want the rules to be consistent. Yeah. That's yes. all. And, yeah, because Xander's, Xander's fatigues become more real. Mm-hmm. Like, every, I don't know. It's just very, it's all over the place. Wow. It was only the second season. Their budget, I'm sure, was not incredible. <laughs> but Kate. Those are, those are my specific fashion thoughts. Thank you so much for your specific fashion thoughts live here in studio. Seriously. <laughs> that was our friend Kate. She gave you the Buffy fashion update. Wow. Thank you, Kate. You are very... You, you know what? It's an honor. It's really an honor to be part of this. The honor is ours. Uh, speaking of... Yes. No, please. Go ahead. Speaking of honors, we get to hang out with Drusilla for a little while. How many TVs are hanging from Spike's ceiling? (laughs) Who's paying for that power? Yeah. Great. What are they underneath? I always wonder about how vampires pay their bills. I do. Like, how does that... And also, are they underground? Are they not? I feel like later we see it and they're not because they're in the factory like, yeah, that's where they were with the anointed one, right? Yeah. Right. No, the, with the anointed one, they were under the church. The well, they were. Church. They were. But then until... in the end, they're in the factory. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah, Spike yeah. takes over the factory. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 And okay. then he added some TVs. Right. Which um, is like a very to 90s thing to do. It's just sure. like a full. I mean, I guess it's like he's evil. So he's stealing. Oh, do you think vampires are just like constantly stealing people's like, like doing identity theft vibes? I don't know. Man, that'd be great. I, I think it could be that. But I think it could also just be like that they know. I feel like they know how to like short circuit things and like tap into the power i think they know how to like get stuff my favorite thing about spike is that he shows up and is like hey you know angel's style what if i wore that but like i looked a thousand times better yeah Yeah. he really really sticks in this season to his like red shirt black you know long jacket thing and his nails are painted which i have such a thing for and i honestly like looking back and i I posted this on twitter a couple months ago looking back at spike and oz in this season i was like oh that's my root like that's where that comes from (laughs) totally boys with painted nails both oz and spike (laughs) i was super into boys with painted nails as well i am still today like you know some things never die yeah Mm -hmm. but (laughs) um but drusilla has i mean Whatever, Drusilla, every line that comes out of Drusilla's she's fucking mouth is perfect. But, like, this line that she has where she's like, do you love my inside parts? The, or do you love my insides, the parts that you can't see? And then Spike says one of the greatest lines, eyeballs to entrails, my sweet. Oh, yes. Which, like, I... Uh, <sighs> 
Greatest romance of all time. Put up there right. next to Casper's Can I Keep You as like, oh. if you were ever going to propose to me, one of those oh two my God. would probably oh, work. man. <laughs> I have all the entrails for Kate Lang. So, wow. It's so cute. Like, it's <laughs> horrifying, but it's adorable. It's beautiful. Which is this show in a nutshell, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. they are perfect together. I Ugh. I love them. Dream That's fucking really dream. Love how much he loves her. Uh, like, it also is, you know, the thing comes up again and again, and I know you guys have talked about it, and I've thought about it a lot, too, about how vampirism and how it changes you is, like, very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Because some people mm-hmm. turn into vamp, like, you know, some characters become vampires and then are totally different soulless monsters. Right. Whereas Spike and Drusilla, like, are still in love. They have, like, a lot of emotion, yeah. a lot of feelings. Yeah, totally. So I really like them. Do we yeah. have, is it, I mean, I know normally we go in all sorts of directions for the Sexual Tension Award, but oh. since we're talking oh, I about. I know what it is. What is it? Down, what is it? Uh, it is Ethan Rain and Giles. Yes! <laughs> yes! Okay, I wrote down, no! I wrote down the line. <laughs> because I literally wrote down Sexual Tension Award, no question. <laughs> Giles and Ethan. <laughs> When, okay, so we first need to establish yeah. Ripper. Oh, my God. Which is, wow. I remember watching this with my mother oh my when God. I was a youth. Mm-hmm. And my mom and I both, like, having conniptions <laughs> because we had no idea. And, yeah, so Giles <laughs> and Ethan, mm-hmm. the evil costume man. Have a history. Have a history. Uh-huh. And apparently huge. Giles has a history yeah. of which we know nothing. Huge episode for Giles. Wow, wow, wow. Huge episode Big for Giles. Big reveal here. So Ethan, in, in like a trail off to commercial, is like, hello, Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> and then Giles gets really serious. Um, and then Ethan starts talking about how they don't, they like they don't know the secret about Giles. And he says... I know who you are, Rupert, and I know what you're capable of. Very romantic. So hot. So sexy. (laughs) So sexy. And later, Giles kicks the shit out of him, and it is also very hot. And also, Ethan is, like, kind of into it. Yes. Yeah. He's like, kick my kidney one more time. One more time. The last kidney kick, they, like, pan to Ethan's face, and Ethan's like, He's in just blissful (laughs) agony. He's like, there's my Giles. Oh, my God. You're back. Yeah. Nobody does me like you. Oh, great. Okay. Such a delight to have you in this room with us. Hi, I'm a giant pervert. But they are so good. Like this, yeah, this, this, this reveal on Giles, which, you know. Yeah. Hasn't oh. really nobody's they haven't touched on that at all yet. This is the no, first no, time. No, no, this is the first yeah, time we're getting first time we hear about Ripper. That something yeah. might be going on. And meet Ethan. This is the first time we meet Ethan. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Um just after we see Ethan supplicating to Yanos. Um oh, yeah. wow. that happens. Jenny. Supplicating. Uh, I really like that, that good, word was yeah. used. When nice Buffy is like getting dressed with Willow, right? And she's like, oh, like, Angel's not going to know what hit him. A blast from his past. Like, because boys love it when you dress up like their ex for <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, solid point. Did That's nobody think a about that? girl thing to yeah, do. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but also I hadn't thought about it like that at right? all. You're is... so right. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right. I just, like, this episode is a really interesting character thing because Buffy feels inadequate and yet she is like the chosen one. Yeah. But she still doesn't feel girly enough. And like that is kind of a like great thing to deal with because mm-hmm. it feels very real. Right. You know? yeah. Every everybody's insecure about something. Exactly. And I think that right, the people people that hold it 
enormous amounts of power. Honestly, people who hold enormous amounts of power often, I think, are burdened with even larger senses of, you know, self-consciousness and um, insecurities and what have you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, 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 these two things always exist, mm-hmm. coexist together, that no one except for maybe Spike... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just cool all the time. I don't know. That's Spike's not no, always no, cool. he's not. But he's we don't not. need to talk about that. Actually, yet. maybe mm-hmm. Drusilla. Drusilla, I think, is impenetrable. Oh, she is yes. always cool. Yeah, yes. forever. Um, is it is Love it too her. much? Do we have too many jingles in this episode? Do no, we? definitely not. She earned it. She so earned it. I just okay. So, dear Drusilla, I love you, and I love Miss Edith, and I love your relationship, to Spike. Here you go. Drusilla, you fill my heart with dread And still I'm led right back to you Oh, thank you. Our Drusilla ringtone is not yet up on iTunes. But Still processing. We are working so hard on getting it to you and to your phones as soon as possible. But Cordelia, that ringtone is there for you. So if you want that to be the sound that you wake up to each morning, just head on over to iTunes and look up the Cordelia ringtone, and there you will have it. Um, cool. So so everybody turns into their costumes, right? Yes. We're at this Ta-da. part. This has happened. Yeah. Um, there's a couple things I really need to discuss. One of them... I'm going to jump past some of what you need to discuss, I'm sure, both of you. But one of them is this fucking moment when Cordelia walks into the house. They're all boarded up and, like, Xander's defending everyone. And Buffy says something like, where are the men to protect us? And Mm. Cordelia. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just says, what's that riff? (laughs) I wrote that one down, too. I laughed. So I couldn't. I had to laugh for like a solid minute. It's. I think it m- might be one of my favorite Cordelia moments uh, to date, for sure. But She's maybe of all time. So... What's that riff? Mm-hmm. It's Fucking perfect. god damn it, Cordelia! This episode also has the the runner that Cordelia doesn't yet know that Angel is a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great, right? Like, and I don't. Does she even find out? In the course of this episode, I don't no. know if she does. People keep I mean, telling her, yeah, but yeah, she, doesn't, she doesn't believe it. No, she keeps like because at the the last time she hears it is when Buffy is not Buffy, and she's like, mm, he's a vampire. Cordelia's like, uh, she has this whole thing. She yeah. thinks you're vampires, <laughs> yeah. whatever. It's yeah, great. yeah. So she still doesn't technically know, and I actually don't remember when she like finds out. Finds out. I don't know. It's I not guess, this episode. No, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Also, we've got a great uh, Xeno Warrior Princess yes. reference happening, yes. mm-hmm. which actually, so there's two two writers on this show, right? Joss and somebody else. There's two different people that wrote like this particular episode. I yeah. think. Didn't yeah, they? that's or, what I mean. Yeah. Um, Wikipedia said just. Uh, I could be wrong. Carl Ellsworth is the writer. Oh, because but I was listed as maybe it's Joss as the creator and Carl Ellsworth. And I read that right after this episode, he was fired. (gasps) Yeah. And and that then he went on to write many episodes of Xena, the warrior princess. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, Uh, I just get all my facts from IMDb. So like if they're wrong, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally fine there. That would make me like happy. Right. It is one of the better episodes. So yeah, I know. I was confused. Like what happened? Who knows what could have gone on behind the scenes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, we also get this great moment where Willow as ghost Willow fucking walks into the library and startles Giles. (laughs) 
he doesn't even get a line in that scene. Yeah. She wa- and his reaction is so perfect. He's just like, whoa, whoa. And it's so great. <laughs> the index and cards. So, yeah, everybody turns into their costumes. And this is the thing that I always forget about is that so Xander becomes, yeah, it's his army boy for the first time, right. which is a thing. Yeah. And Willow dies. Like, right. Willow literally right. dies in this episode, and, and it's never brought up again. So Willow and Buffy are shot for shot at this yeah. point. Yeah, one to one. Died once. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So uh-huh. Xander, catch up. <laughs> I would love to see, like, little side episodes, like, just little shorts of some other people's stories. Like, I would love to know what happened after that old lady went back into her house after yeah. she got attacked by the children. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Did she call anybody? Like, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. was her story? <laughs> I love imagining all of that stuff in Sunnydale. Right? What happened so next? Great. Like um, how many people died? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many people chaos. were straight up murdered that Halloween? Like, <laughs> some of them by children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then everything goes back to normal and we're all fine. Um, but right. So, okay. So what else do we have left to talk about? This is where I stopped taking notes oh. until the very end because everyone was furiously scrawling. Well, there's this whole <laughs> bit where Buffy's like, I was ra- brought up a proper lady. I'm not meant to understand things. Yes. Because of the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge play on like Buffy, not Buffy here. Like yeah. the polar opposite opinions of old time Buffy versus new time Buffy also her hilarious attempt at an accent is oh boy endearing. yeah that's a thing <laughs> yeah these uh. low creatures and we get another like <laughs> we we already blew past the the scene with Buffy and Willow in the bathroom but there's also this like hearkening back where Willow where Buffy's like oh but I just want to be like an olden and olden time person and Willow's like I don't know I prefer the ability really to vote, vote. <laughs> you know which for... is so that's so Willow she's just great yeah Willow's got a head on her shoulders she's like it's such a good turning point episode for her like it really she comes out of just pining for Xander and being a sidekick and she gets a lot of good stuff but I think this is really where Willow like comes into her own yeah we and we talked about that last week too because last and in Reptile Boy she has this moment where she lays into Giles and Angel (laughs) uh, and tells them (laughs) what the fuck is up and it's like I I I saw it as like the moment when Willow was like I am here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah and now we've got Willow I think yeah, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's so good in this episode. Oh, she's so great. They all are. Yeah. They all are. Everyone's firing on all cylinders here uh-huh. for Halloween. Also, Ethan gets so sweaty. Oh, yeah, I wrote magic. that down too in, in my fashion watch. Why is Ethan so sweaty? <laughs> yeah, like, is it part of the spell? I mean, is it because there's so many candles burning in a closed, a lot small of space? Or is he just working really hard on yeah. the magic? Or is it both? Or is mm. he just thinking about Giles? Mm. Mm. Yes, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. How about... Um, ugh, I feel like I don't know what you guys think about this thing, especially because I haven't told you what it is yet. Yeah, impossible to say. But this bit that Angel does about like all noble women were simpering morons. <gasps> Man, not a great look, Angel. Not a great look. No. Oh. Way to bolster a girl's confidence by insulting other women. Yeah. Neat. And you see, like, I feel like I saw what was a being attempted here which was to say like i like when women are strong and smart and do things and have opinions of their own which is like cool but it definitely was not phrased in a way that was helpful to anyone because guess why those other women didn't have things to say (laughs) it's because they were never educated or talked to or let to speak yeah it's because of the patriarchy there i fucking said it patriarchy i said it angel wow 
it's come up so many times in this episode that if you forget it for the next like five i know we're probably good and it did last week too (laughs) so much so much patriarchy in reptile boy and halloween um yeah it's a really awkward thing because he's trying to be well i mean like yeah i get i get the sentiment she was feeling insecure they have this like breakdown at the end of the episode oh (laughs) buffy in her tank top and her fucking sweatpants oh my god oh my so cute so cute that are like cuffed yeah she cuffed them they look great they're perfect i'm into it i know you are and he's just staying over at her house yeah and also like where's joyce yeah where's joyce the gallery the whole episode still joyce is missing also the like this this scene between buffy and angel they the when they pan in angel is like he's like draw me like one of your french girls (laughs) (laughs) sprawled across the bed with like half of his shirt buttons undone Mm -hmm. (laughs) buffy also does a really incredible move where she like sidles up to him and like shows him her neck that is like a little much yeah wow do you think she's showing him her neck in like a vampire way it's something a lot of people leaning into it we we had a question last episode of well not a question but we made fun of buffy for this line that she had where she said when you kiss me i want to die and she Uh, runs away and a lot of people have written into us saying like no guys that was that was a play on like she wants to be sired by him she wants to become a vamp like you know she wants to die so she can be with him forever which i did not pick up on but so i feel like it's a double meaning i don't know if it specifically means that because i know the exact line and the way that she says it <laughs> yeah of course you do. no big deal yeah <laughs> but I, I think it's mostly the way i always read it was that it's a feeling that's so overwhelming that she just like can't right process yeah, it, yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, like yeah. i want to be a vampire right? but there's like elements of that in there too and you could so. read it if you're gonna read it that way then you could certainly read this moment as the bearing of neck yeah and it's also a sexual thing. I mean, we've talked about that before, that, like, vampires feeding off of people is pretty sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, d- death is really sexy, guys. But it is. It's like they're, you <laughs> know, they're drinking show. your blood. There's an exchange of fluids. It's like, Well, she's know. coming into her own, too. Like, she, she's very crushy in the first season, but she starts to become, like, a much more sexual being. Yeah, and one. she's super, that's what I, like, <laughs> I know had... she's a teenager, but the actress was not, I'm like, it's weird. It's it's tricky territory because I think she's 17 at this point. In the show, like, the Buffy show. is 17? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is weird. Yeah, because she turns, eight. does she turn 18? In think, this season. I think so. Yeah. Or does she turn 17 in this season? I think she turns 18. Okay. I don't know. I could be wrong. But yeah, she definitely is a little more like trying to. Yeah. Just looking for it. <laughs> and she's super. This scene I felt was a departure from a lot of the other interactions that we've seen between her and Angel yeah. because she's really confident and like very at ease. Yeah. They're just they're acting very... like they're dating for the first time yeah, ever. Weird. We just saw them last week being like, uh, uh, uh coffee. Uh, yeah. What? You want to date? You don't yeah. want to date? Meh. And part of me thought like maybe it's because it, this fight has just happened and it's like, you know, like after a good fight, you yeah. know, they you got, guys know. They got the endorphins up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost wondered too if like the the breaking of the tension because so much of this episode is tension is Buffy trying to live up to his expectations and Buffy trying to appeal to what he likes and mm-hmm. then they go through this whole thing and then they have this very real of like no I like you right. so maybe that you know maybe that's what breaks and then they're able to have this sort of like more sentimental and a little sensual moment. yeah they got some good kissing Angel held it together his I, face didn't change it's true it's <laughs> true <laughs> loud kissing no music. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird, that part. Get a little, get some kind of instrumental under there. Yeah. I mean, last week, Angel did say it was going to get out of control. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just leading up to that place, Jenny. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Anyway, after this kiss, 
we go to the costume shop, right? That's the last scene. Uh, is it the no, last scene? there is a very, very important scene <gasps> in between. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Where Willow Woo! wakes up right. from her death. <gasps> takes off her ghost costume to reveal her hot goth costume underneath <laughs> and then is like, you know what? I'm going to own this. Yes. And walks across the street in a confident way we've never seen before and who should spy her? What are the odds? But Oz. But Oz in his van from the Europe? UK? Yeah, yeah, UK. It's zebra striped all over. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and the and... steering wheel is on the wrong side. Or oh, yeah. The... It is. It's wrong, on the wrong side, side for America. The different sorry, side. Sorry, I'm sorry. The different side. You're right. <laughs> The the crime side here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he sees her in his headlights and does his, who is that who girl? Is that who girl? is that girl? And I can, like, I can almost see my own facial expression at, like, age 12 or whatever I was when I first saw this, just being like, <gasps> right? Like, I feel like, I feel a change. Um, and then, yes. And then we go to the costume shop. Costume shop is emptied. Ethan Rain is gone. But he had time before he left to write one tiny note <laughs> to Giles. Kisses, Ripper. <laughs> XOXO, miss you, babe. <laughs> or be seeing you, dot, yeah, dot, dot. Yeah. And then Giles, in breaking tradition with the show in general, <gasps> looks into the camera yeah. and breaks the fourth wall yes. in a very, like... <laughs> erotic last shot of secretary kind of way which tells you more about me than anything else but it's amazing it's yeah. so silly it's really like it's good. So, and it lingers Ugh. it lingers for like two to three solid seconds you know what it's all you silly. all you gifers or jiffers out there whatever you say i'm not gonna judge you but say gif um <laughs> could you please make us a gif of that Please, that it's moment so of, of Giles, Ugh. that little shifty eye, sexy ripper moment that we get at the end. <laughs> so we can share it with everybody. We'd appreciate it. Thank you. It's very good. It's very good. Oh, this episode. What it's incredible. It was a joy. I mean, we like I felt like we were in a theater full of 50 people watching this. Like we were so loud, all of us. We could not stop like hooting <laughs> and hollering and screaming at characters. It's just a great, it's a great time all around. Um and Kate, it was so great to have you in the room with us for this. Anytime. Seriously. Oh. It is so much fun. I love I love to uh, I love to be here. I love that you put up with me speaking lines along with the characters every <laughs> once in a while. I was Kissing so impressed. I was so impressed. I was like, I want to be like Kate someday, you know? I want to know yeah. all the lines. Uh, watch Buffy from the time you are like nine. Yeah. <laughs> constantly <laughs> until now. Until now. <laughs> I've got a few years. I've got yeah. a few years to go. Yeah, but I believe in you. One day I might know some lines too. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, uh, thank you so much for listening. I am Jenny Owen Youngs, and when I'm not watching Buffy, I am hanging out, writing songs, making records, whatever. You can learn more about me at JennyOwenYoungs.com uh, slash buffering, where I have curated a playlist of non-Buffy songs just for you. And you can give me a shout on Twitter at Jenny Owen Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. You can follow me on Twitter at Kristen Nolene. K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. I talk about all manner of things over there. But if you want to find out more about my work with LGBTQ youth and their families, you can check all of that out at everyoneisgay.com or mykidisgay.com. 
Um, I'm Kate Leth, still and always, and when I'm not doing Fashion Watch, uh, <laughs> for your delightful and perfect podcast, which I will hopefully do until the end of time. Um, I write animation and comics. That is what I do. You can find me, my rants, and my opinions on the TV show Riverdale uh, on Twitter. On Twitter, at Kate Leth. Um, KateLeth.com. You can find pretty much everything that I do. And I have a Patreon where I make comics about my feelings. Um, and that's Patreon.com slash Kate Leth. And you can join that for a dollar a month. Yes. Yeah. Jenny. It's a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> I think, don't we subscribe to each other? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, you guys beautiful. are so cute. I love Kate's comedy. Oh my god, Buffering, Buffering's Patreon needs to subscribe to Kate's Patreon. We'll just make this a, lot a big of Just a big mess. Yeah, yeah a big, really tri- big triad. I don't know. I, yes. That was good. But anyway, um, that's a, yes. The only last thing I was going to say is that uh, if you like uh, witches and things like Buffy, I have a comic coming out right now that is <gasps> just ending, I think the day this episode comes out, oh, called wow. Spell on Wheels. It's a five-issue series about uh, witch sister friends uh, going on a road trip of revenge against a shitty ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and yeah, it finishes um, uh, with issue five, and then the book's going to come out in June. But yeah, I think it has a very similar vibe. I'm really proud of it, and it is hella gay. What a dream. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sounds, it's like felt and Louise, but witches. <laughs> yeah, it basically the pitch was that it was like Josie and the Pussycats, mm. witches. <laughs> yes. So great. Yeah. Please, run, don't walk mm-hmm. to check that and all else that Kate does out. You are a dream. Thank you. You uh, as well. <laughs> um, and then, uh, of course, we have a Patreon. Should I talk about that now? Is that out of order? Go for it. Jenny's like, Jenny looked at me like, <laughs> chaos. <laughs> you looked at me like Giles what looked at Willow uh, when she walked through as a ghost. rain cast a spell up in here? <laughs> <laughs> but we do. We have a Patreon, um, a buffering Patreon, um, and we do all manner of things over there. Um, for all, all of our patrons, which are a dollar or more, you can hang out with us on live Buffy watches. Mm-hmm. Um, we also offer the MP3s, the songs of every week to our $5 patrons or higher. It's, it's super fun. and oh, um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and a huge thanks to so many of you who have already supported us. We're like almost three quarters of the way to our first goal. Yay! Um, yeah, <laughs> that's so exciting. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. Um, it's a fun, it's a fun Patreon community. Patreon is the best. It is it's pretty great. Like it is allowing me to not do work that I don't want to do yeah. and like live financially stable a little bit. It right, has changed the game. Supporting it's a supporting thing. the arts in a time when the arts are directly I under know. fire. Yeah. So it feels um, really good to have people supporting and me being able to say whatever I want. Yeah, it's great. yes. Oh, what a what a well put phrase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Oh, and by the way, that's patreoncom slash bufferingcast. <laughs> I don't know if I said where you can find <laughs> it. Uh, Buffering the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter at bufferingcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash bufferingcast. You can also email us at bufferingthevampireslayer at gmail.com. Also, oh, uh, but on that note, I should let you know that um, next week is a mailbag episode for us, um, and we have so much awesome mail to talk about, uh, just tons and tons. So keep it coming. If we don't get to it this time, we'll try to get to it the next mailbag episode. It's going to be real fun. Also, if you like things, physical things, things for your body, <laughs> things to pin to your bag, things that are uh, representative of your enthusiasm about our show. Uh, you can just go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com and click on store, 
And you'll find shirts with our podcast logo designed by Christine Tuna and also the amazing Slayerette and Cordette pins designed by Kate Leth, who you may have heard talking for the last like hour. May or may not. Remember her? She's great. They're very good. They're They're beautiful. They are gorgeous. (laughs) They are a treasure. (laughs) Uh, So go there and get them. And thanks again for listening. And till next time. It's supposed to be a slow night. Giles promised it'd be no night for vamp activity. But somebody, somebody, had a differing opinion. Giannis's devoted minion came to Sunny D and brought some anarchy. It's the big Halloween switcheroo. It's the big Halloween switcheroo. You don't even know who you're gonna be. It depends where you got your costume to see. It's a big Halloween. Noble gal. Noble gal. That's the costume I showed up in, looking like Angel's ex-girlfriend. Boys just love that, right? Cordelia. Cordelia. Is somehow cattier than ever in a leotard of leopard. Hey, where'd Willow go? She vanished like a ghost. It's the big Halloween switcheroo. It's the big Halloween switcheroo. You don't even know who you're gonna be It depends where you got your costume, you see It's a big Halloween switcheroo And then the change I became completely helpless Just a damsel in my distress At Spike's mercy or Lack thereof, of course All my friends Came together to my rescue Held me up till I came back To all the sense I lost Kristen, hit that Glock! It's the big Halloween switcheroo. It's the big Halloween switcheroo. You don't even know who you're gonna be. It depends where you got your costume, you see. It's the big Halloween switcheroo. What became of Ethan Rain and the chaos god he served? When the heck will Oz find out? Who is that girl? It's the big Halloween switcheroo. It's the big Halloween switcheroo. You don't even know who you're gonna be. It depends where you got your costume, you see. It's the big Halloween switcheroo. Yes, it's the big Halloween switcheroo. Yeah, it's that big Halloween switcheroo. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.